Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, and welcome to Circling the Bases, a podcast from NBC Sports Edge. I am Chris Crawford, and I am hosting this fine podcast every Thursday morning, and I'm bringing in some smart folks from around the baseball industry to talk all things fantasy baseball and more. So before I introduce today's very special guest, I'd like to remind you that we're bringing you Circling the Bases every single weekday. You'll get tons of great fantasy data from Matt Williams on Monday, Drew Silver's Power Rankings on Tuesday with Janice Scurio, Colin Henderson and I on Wednesday, my show that we just talked about on Thursday, and DJ Short with Mr. Silva on Fridays. So it's good stuff, and we thank you very much for listening in advance and also for subscribing. So let me bring in today's guest. You have assuredly read his work at lots of places, like SB Nation is, the, I believe, the founder of McCovey Chronicles. He currently writes about baseball for The Athletic, and he currently hosts The Athletic Baseball Show with Hunter Pints on their podcast network. I am thrilled to be joined by my good friend and sometimes arch nemesis, Grant Brisby. How are you doing today, Grant? I'm doing very, very well. We finally meet at last again for the second or third time. <laughs> That's right. We met We met one time uh, where uh, we were at a uh, baseball game uh, where we watched Mike Matuella pitch. And unfortunately, Grant, you kind of ruined that career a little bit, so... Maybe we maybe we shouldn't talk about that one so much, but uh, but that was a fun time. Me, you, uh, Sam Miller, and uh, Ian Miller, productive outs. That was that was a pretty fun day. Yeah, the old Miller boys. That was good. That was good. And yeah. I, I I really enjoy. You know, I have a good track record of seeing college baseball. Uh, one college baseball. I don't see a lot of college baseball games, but when I do, uh, I saw Aaron Judge hit a home run against Stanford. Uh, nice. I've seen Anthony Rendon. Uh, he played uh, in front of me at Oracle Park, and uh, yeah, and the guy from Duke who I was really excited about. I can't even remember his name. Mike 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 Matuella. Yeah, that's uh, ouch. Unfortunately, was, that. Yeah, he he looked very very good, and unfortunately, that's just the thing about pitching prospects. They will break your heart. I'm pretty sure there was a website that made that <laughs> uh, made something pretty famous about that. So, before I get into this, I have asked my, all of my guests this question. It's it's an important one. I think uh, I asked uh, Keith Law. I asked to suspend his barbecue. I asked R.J. Anderson, and now I'm going to ask Grant Brisby. Do you have any thoughts on St. Louis pizza? No, well, yes, uh, but only because I was in St. Louis uh, 2019 and I meant okay. to try it and I didn't. And I like, I will, I'll try anything. Like I will, yeah. I'm sure it's good. Like, I, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, it's not even real cheese. It's this processed. I don't care. Like, I'm sure it's good. It's like more nachos than I don't care. Like it's crocker, <laughs> pizza cracker sounds delicious. So I really regret not, I went there, I did the barbecue thing, um, but I did not do the pizza thing and I regret it to this day. 
That's that's totally fair. That is the most positive report we've gotten so far on St. Louis pizza by a long shot. I still haven't tried it. Um, half of NBC Sports Edge, I keep changing the number every time, is from St. Louis, and they uh, they get pretty upset with me <laughs> when I, you know what, on their on their on their food, but. It just doesn't sound great to me, but I think I'm going to have to try it. But so we're going to go, this is, I'm going to give that a positive report. So we're going to say one, one, two, and one, because RJ hadn't really heard of it. So, so this is, this you is know where what? we're at. The thing about it, like these regional pizzas and things like this in uh, Cincinnati, Chile and all that, or, uh, you know, the, the, the spaghetti yeah. chili. Yeah. Is that what I always go back to is people in England think we are super weird for peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> like that's yeah. like freaky. That is cinnamon spaghetti chili to people in England. And I always just think, you know, teach their own. So I will try your St. Louis pizza cracker. I I am very impressed by your diplomacy here. This is really, really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> so we've got that out of the way. Let's talk a little bit about the San Francisco Giants. Uh, and I, uh, the team that uh, you know uh, pretty well and are, have been fond of for several years. We, we kind of talked before the show about how weird it is kind of to be covering teams that uh, that we've grown up rooting for, but also at the same time, you know, it, it's tough to keep that same love. But it's not hard to love this team right now. As of the recording where we're going on Wednesday, Cinco de Mayo, happy day after Cinco de Mayo for everybody. Uh, the Giants have the best record in the National League. Uh, 18 to 12, it probably should be 19 and 11, if not for a, a pretty bad blown game in the second half of the doubleheader. But they've been really impressive. Grant, how for real do you think this San Francisco Giants team is? You know, I go back and forth because the yeah. the pitching has been tremendous. Uh, the starting sure. pitching, to, to, to be very, very clear, the starting pitching has been like one through five. And then you're talking one through six because Cueto gave way to Logan Webb. Uh, Logan Webb's been the most disappointing and he's been solid. Everyone else right. has been outstanding. And yeah. you see the names and these are all, you know, pitchers with a track record. You can see why Dick sure. uh, Discofani would be successful. You can see why Alex Wood can get batters out. Like none of them are a mystery when you're watching it. It's just, can they keep doing it? Can they stay healthy? And I have no idea. You know, like that's the Giants are betting a lot on these these pitchers staying healthy because the results are, are easy to to understand. It's is it sustainable? And I don't know. I think the Giants will hit more. They've already started busting out in Colorado a little bit. It's just a matter of keeping these guys healthy because right now they're effective. Yeah, it's it's been fun to kind of watch, actually. And honestly, this just kind of leads into it because this is the ultimate we don't know what's going to happen. But let's talk about Gerald Buster Posey because these numbers are kind of insane. In 20 games right now, he's hitting 382, 440, 735. He's hit seven homers. Somehow with seven homers, he's only driven in 10 runs. That seems very hard to do. Uh, mm -hmm. Walked six times, only 12 strikeouts in those 68 at-bats. Now, I'll say this. I've gotten a chance to watch a lot of Buster Posey, and he looks – close to the version that I was seeing when he was without question, the best catcher in baseball. The question I guess we have Grant is, can he keep this up for a 162 game season? That is the question. That is the question because 
you hear it a lot. It's, it's almost like the best shape of his life stuff in the spring. You hear about, well, this one injury was preventing this guy from doing this one thing. And, and you hear it, you know, with Buster Posey's hip, it's like, you know, he couldn't he couldn't turn on the ball. He, he had to uh, cheat. He had to start earlier than maybe he wanted to, which left him vulnerable to breaking stuff outside. Uh, you heard this, but you hear that about a lot of guys. Well, it's, you know, it's his wrist. And once his wrist gets fixed and this and that, and what we're seeing is no, he's actually really healthy. He had the surgery. He had a, a, he opted out last year for family reasons. And I don't think that hurt him one bit. He's as fresh as he's ever been. You see it and it just makes total sense. Like it's, it's the causation correlation. It totally makes sense. But then that brings up, and I don't want to write an article about it because it makes me, you know, Johnny wet blanket. But, sure. you know, at some point, it's a long season at a very difficult position. Does that start bothering him again? He already missed a little bit of time in spring, uh, just trying to give him a, a little bit of rest on that hip. It started to flare up just a tiny bit. But as the grind goes on, can you can you expect this? Uh, the only data point that I have is that I was saying the same thing in 2012. Like, okay, now he's in, in 2012 when he won the MVP. He was fine the first half, like he was good. And, and the idea was like, well, yeah, but he's probably going to really fall off in the second half. And then he had like one of the greatest second halves in baseball history. Um, so I've seen this before. I've said this exact same thing before, but does it change when he's older? It, it might. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, this is this is like the the ultimate question. And it kind of it seems silly to say about a player that's 126 of the roster, but it does kind of seem like where Buster Posey goes, that's where the Giants are going to go. But if you look at these metrics, they're really impressive. I mean, hard hit percentage in the 83rd, expected on base average 94th, expected batting average 93rd, expected slugging percentage 95th. Now that last number to me is the most interesting thing because it really looked like Posey's power days were kind of done. And I, I think you made a great point with the opt-out. Yes, he did the opt-out for a terrific reason uh, because to, to do what he did, one of the most honestly selfless things I think you could do as a baseball player. But I, I think it also helped him on the baseball field because he just looks so much healthier and he looks like he's generating so much more bat speed. Um, still slow as all get out. And uh, I've, I've made, <laughs> I've, we'll, we'll make Buster Posey running jokes probably until uh, Twitter doesn't exist, but it's uh but it's been really impressive to see. I think this is kind of what's interesting to me is, do you think you'll see the Giants maybe play Posey a little more at first base as we get going forward to keep him healthy? You know, they brought it up. It, it, they were really not geeked on that idea, at least in the beginning. Right. But I think that's before he's hitting like a, a prototypical first baseman. They are being super cautious with his usage, more cautious than I've ever seen uh, a starting catcher being used. It's basically two days on, one day off. Uh, so Kirk Casale is getting, you know, a third of the starts. And that's really aggressive. And I think it's very smart. I think, you know, sure. it's, the impulse, especially when the Giants are struggling to score runs, has to be let's get Posey in, let's get Posey in. I've watched managers who would have done that and just thrown that, you know, caution to the wind. Uh, but I, I do think that, it, it, I don't know, I, I think starting him at first base, maybe like if he keeps hitting like this, at some point, he's not going to have a 1200 OPS or something like that. And then it right. just makes, okay, let's, Let's make the act the rest day an actual rest day because even if you're playing at first, it's still baseball. It's still a grind, you know. It's still right. you're still doing something. You're still active after two days in a squat. So, I would think it's it's a little bit of a long shot. But if he keeps hitting like this, how do you not? 
Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so Buster Posey has been a big part of it, but the reason really, uh, you know, it's maybe 55, 45, but the Giants starting rotation has been absolutely ridiculous. Like what I'm looking at the numbers here, Kevin Gossman currently has an ERA of 2.04. That is the fourth best ERA of starting pitchers on the San Francisco Giants right now. Anthony Desclafani, uh, who I have always called Anthony Gwen Stefani, and I apologize for it, uh, has an ERA of two. Alex Wood has been really honestly one of the most impressive pitchers that I've gotten a chance to watch right now at 1.96 and then we mentioned Gossman at 2.04 and Logan Webb striking out 28 hitters in 28 in the third inning so there's probably a little bit of bad luck with a a 4.13 ERA which is far from reprehensible who of these guys would you say and then of course Johnny Cueto who was off to a very nice start here but of those guys I mentioned who are you the most confident in going forward and I'll ask, ask you who to be negative uh, who who are you the least confident in going forward as well? You know, Logan Webb would be my least confident, if only because he is a very fine example of catcher puts glove here, catcher catches ball here. You know, sure. the catcher's glove is moving all over the place, and the stuff is good enough to, for him to be effectively wild. But at some point, he's going to have these outings where that glove moves right back into the middle of the plate. He just can't control. The stuff has so much movement. Uh, it's hard for him to control. He's never had, I, I want to say, his career high in innings pitched at any level for the entire year. It's like 110, right? So he's still building muscle memory. He's 24, 25 years old, but he's never really like just had the opportunity to build that muscle memory, to connect those neurons. And it's going to take a little bit of time. So that's the guy that I'm a little sketchy about. Uh, at the same time, who am I confident about? All of them, if they can stay healthy. I mean, like it's sure. it's it's like a stock answer, but Alex Wood has a wipeout slider that he just com- it's it's a back foot slider to righties that it just when it's on, he did it in Coors Field last night, and the Rockies didn't have a, a ton of answers for it. When it's on, it just flummoxes righties, and it's not like he's an easy at bat for lefties. Disclafani's throw ninety five with this crazy wiffle ball movement. Uh, Gossman we know from last year, and he's he's just sort of uh, he's on the IL right now, but. Uh, he's picked up where he left last year. It's a quality, quality group if they can stay healthy. And I just, you know, they they generally don't have the best track record. Uh, track record. Gossman a little bit uh, has has been able to stay healthy, but the others, you know, it's it's been like sixty innings and done. So if they can pitch more than sixty innings, uh, I, I'm you know bullish on all of them. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know, I didn't even mention Aaron Sanchez, who has looked uh, in his six starts was throwing the ball pretty well. It, it is nice that they have a little bit of depth there. Uh, I, I think that was clearly something they targeted. Um, I am a huge fan of Anthony Descofani. I hmm. think that he we underrate him kind of every year. And, and the metrics suggest that this is not a fluke. Like he's pitched really well. Uh, right now for fantasy managers, a whip under one right now with an ERA of two, uh, only allowed three homers in 36 innings. That would be kind of the guy that I'd be looking to target of them. But they're all – this is a good starting pitching staff. It's um, it's the reason why I think that, you know, looking at the betting odds, I think the Giants were pretty underrated because, no, it's not – you don't have that that prototypical number one starter and you don't have that, that Mookie Betts type middle of the order bat. But you have a lot of solid pieces. And one of those solid pieces right now has been Evan Longoria. And talk again about 
a resurgence. Uh, he's really hit well in his 26 games, 284, 398, 527, uh, four homers, 12 RBIs, uh, 14 walks against 20 strikeouts. It, Evan Longoria has been a guy I think we've seen in his short time with the Giants has been pretty streaky. How much should we trust Evan Longoria going forward? This is another variation of the you hear it all the time bit. But yeah. last year, Longoria's uh, batted ball statistics were encouraging. Uh, it, yeah. Everything across the board said he he's unlucky. He's hitting the ball harder than ever. Uh, he's hitting into worse luck than ever. Uh, there's something different about him. The ball is jumping off his bat. And uh, over the offseason, I was like, eh. You know, he'll be 35. Come on. What are we talking about? 60 games. He had a a good, bad, good batted ball data in 60 games. Uh, Forget about it. But but no, he's he's doing something different. Like he really is. uh, He's got a really good uh, right center field approach. uh, And the ball is jumping off his bat to right center field. Uh, You know, it's, it's the biometric data isn't just for making fringe prospects into Cody Bellinger. It's also for to take someone with fringe Hall of Fame talent like Evan Longoria and try to extend that career. And it's the same thing with Posey. Do you think Evan Longoria, I, I, you were talking about fringe Hall of Fame. I, I haven't thought too much about his case. I've thought about Buster Posey's case a lot because I think that some people say he's not a first ballot lock, and I think that's nuttier than squirrel poop. But <laughs> I don't hear a lot of people talking about. Do you think Evan Longoria is a Hall of Famer? Do you th- or do you no. think he's on that borderline or no? He'll be on the borderline. He, you know, he plays third base, which is a black hole for Hall of Fame. It's you know, right. it took Ron Santo forever. Uh, Scott Rowland, you've got Daryl Evans. Uh, he's going to be in that class, that Bobby Gritch class of you know sure. Bobby Gritch second baseman, but where you could appreciate him a lot more than like, oh yeah, that's a Hall of Famer. I think he needed like two or three more of those MVP caliber years with the Rays uh, to really get good consideration. But you're going to look at him and he's going to have war, you know, that's close to Hall of Fame level uh, at the very end of it. Uh, So he should be in the discussion. He shouldn't fall off the first ballot, uh, but I don't think he'll get it. Yeah, I think I'm in that same, uh, same place as you. I will say, I thought that this was going to be this is just how baseball works. Like when he was in the middle of his career with the Rays, I thought this was an absolute lock. I mean, because of how good of a defensive player he was, you know, there was, there's still the jokes about the no 900 OPS, but it, it was, it, it, the numbers were awfully good without reaching it. But I thought that was an interesting one. Um, one person who is kind of struggling for the giants is Jake McGee and mm-hmm. his ERA now is at 5.54 he does have seven saves uh, and he does have a win, which just shows you that anybody can pick up a win. What a stupid <laughs> stat. Um, and, but he's missing bats at a 12.5 K9 rate, but there's been some struggles as of late. So my question, I guess, for you, Grant, is twofold. Uh, one, how tenuous of a grasp does Jake McGee have on the closing role? And two, if he's not the closer, who should fantasy managers maybe looking at as that potential replacement if there is one on the Giants? Yeah, McGee started the year incredibly hot, just dominant. Right. Just he was blowing hitters away. He was getting three out saves in like two pitches. You know what I mean? Like it was just he was going bananas. Uh, last night, which or Tuesday night, 
Um, he blew a save in one of the, the last pitches he threw was a 2-0 fastball. It was great location, uh, but it was 91.6 miles per hour to Trevor Story. And Trevor Story oh. turned on it. And his velocity's down. And I don't know if it's mechanical. I don't know if it's physical. You always have to worry about physical with McGee. Um, but there's something different about him. And on Wednesday, Gabe Kapler said, you know what? Maybe Tyler Rogers is going to get some more ninth inning uh, play. And it would be Rogers. Rogers is, I'm actually writing an article right now about how the Giants have two trustworthy bullpen arms right now. There's Tyler Rogers and there's Caleb Berger. And, and Berger has, has been more of a fifth, sixth inning guy, a bridge guy. Uh, so it would be Rodgers, and it wouldn't even be a, like a, a controversy. Rodgers has been wildly effective. He doesn't have the strikeouts right now. I think that'll come. I think that's that's small sample size stuff. But his exit velocity statistics, exit velocity statistics, um, <laughs> are uh, outstanding. He allows weak contact. Uh, he has his entire career. It's phenomenally weak contact to the point in his entire career. Uh, when I wrote an article about him last week, he's allowed one barrel, according. to to MLB.com uh, wow. baseball savant in his career. One barrel. He's allowed three home runs in his career, but one barrel. And that's hard to do. He just doesn't allow hard contact. Right. That, that the only the only question I would have is if maybe the Giants value Rogers too much to put him just mm -hmm. in a closing situation. And, and you know, you're seeing this all around baseball. There are very few true traditional closers left. You are seeing managers kind of understand how silly it is to just manage for the ninth inning. So I was, I, I do kind of wonder, uh, Grant, if Tyler Rogers might be too valuable uh, to make the, the full-time closer, but it's definitely an interesting situation to monitor uh, numbers real quick, just so you are pretty insane. While he is only striking out people right around five uh, per K nine he has a 1.02 ERA and a 0 0.85 whip. So definitely something to keep in mind there. Uh, for fantasy managers who have been rostering Jake McGee. So before we get into the second half of the show, I'm going to tell you about some fun stuff. Uh, we have a special offer for our listeners. If you use promo code BASES10, you can get 10% off any premium subscription for NBC Sports Edge Plus. It can be either monthly or annual, and it can be used for any tier. So not only do you get to use the baseball season tools, your subscription also covers the NBA, Go Sonics. NHL, go Kraken, and NFL, go Seahawks. So it's a great value. It can help you play any sport, and you just have to enter promo code BASES10 and go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash premium to get started. And also make sure you're checking out the new NBC Sports Edge app. It features a clean new look, fantastic information, and the ability to customize that information for any sport that you play. Just search for NBC Sports Edge in either the Apple Store or the Google Play App Store. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. So let's talk about some prospects because that's, you know, my baby. And I was so excited to see minor league baseball back. It is, uh, was very, very weird for me last year as a person who has made most of his millions upon millions of dollars of writing about these sports to, to not have minor league baseball, uh, last season. I totally understood it was behind the decision, but it was not fun. It it was great to see them back. Uh, Let me go over my top five prospects real quick, uh, for the 2021 season. Number one, Jared Kelnick. It's just a matter of when. Please stop suppressing players' salaries. Wander Franco is number two. Uh, he had a three-hit game in his first game at AAA. Willie Adamas has really struggled at the plate so far. Franco is easily the best prospect in baseball. You should be rostering him right now. Uh, number three was Daniel Lynch. He made his MLB debut on Monday. Didn't go so great, but I think there were some encouraging signs. Still think that he can be a helper. Uh, number four, Logan Gilbert. The Mariners are currently starting Eric Swanson in games. Please stop suppressing players' salaries. At number five is Davey Garcia. Uh, made his debut last week. Pitched okay. Still think he's one of the best five. So, Grant, uh, I won't ask you about those because that's not fair. But I do have Elliot Ramos as my number nine prospect overall uh, for this list. And then Joey Bart is hes not in my next in line but I do think that he is in my next in line to be in the next in line of those two players, which, you know, very famous for lack of a better term prospects, which two do you think have the best chance of making an impact in 2021? I would, uh, Elliot Ramos is going to be up at some point. The okay. problem is, is that he is, he would require a 40 man roster spot. The Giants right. have very few games to play with their 40 man roster spot. Generally, the, the people who are on there are people that they want to have on there. Uh, so that's the tricky part. At the same time, uh, Austin Slater is a little bit lost at the plate. He is taking strikes down the middle. He's swinging at pitches outside of the zone. I was a big Austin Slater booster. I have him on my fantasy team. He's given me five sweet, sweet stolen bases. So, like, I don't feel bad about that pick at the same time he does look a little lost and if if Ramos goes to uh, Sacramento and just starts pounding the ball what are the Giants going to do it's especially tricky because if Slater is really lost he has an option left Uh, so that would be it wouldn't be like Ramos up to a crowded outfield with Yastrzemski and Talkman and and Dickerson it would be kind of like a one-for-one swap which makes it a little bit easier um, sure. he really has to play his way onto the roster because the Giants don't want to add him before they have to. They don't want to get rid of, like, you know, Jalen Davis might be a guy that would be the 40-man roster casualty. And I don't think they're ready to give up on Jalen Davis just yet. So it's a little bit tricky on that. Uh, and then Joey Bart, I mean, he's... <laughs> Buster Posey is hitting a billion. Uh, That's his literal stat. He's hitting a billion. And, uh, (laughs) you know, we saw last year that Bart is rough. He's he's a raw prospect. He's going to chase outside. He's going to be vulnerable inside. Uh, He got in a bat last night, which tells me that he's worked in a few things and the Giants feel confident uh, about bringing him onto the major league roster, even if it's just uh, temporarily. Uh, I just don't think there's going to be a spot for him. He's also rough defensively. He does not work well with Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto has, I've never seen a pitcher have 
body language with a catcher as Cueto has with Bart. He thinks like Bart is wearing the glove on his head and a cleat <laughs> on his hand. Like he, that's how he treats him. And it's, it, there's something there. So the confidence in, there but with him behind the plate and you've got Posey being Posey, Casali, you know, he had the, what, five shutouts in a row, which is bananas. And so those guys have the pitching staff's confidence. And I don't think Bart's going to break in quite yet with that. So I have to ask you this. I, I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but now I'm going to bring it up. So I have, I've followed Grant on Twitter a long time, and one of my favorite people to pester is Grant. I, honestly, it's pretty <laughs> immature, but I can't help it. But I'm going to ask you a question, and I think you know what the question is going to be. If you could go back in time, and if you could have Pablo Sandoval not hit that homer, and you could have Casey Mize instead of Joey Mart, would, Joey Mart, Joey Bart, would you do it? Uh, I would not because I am just a big fan of let's just see how this all plays out. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I was I was very much in favor of drafting Bo Mills instead of uh, Madison Bumgarner. I wanted uh, <laughs> let's see I, if you gave me the choice between Pedro Alvarez and Buster Posey. Oh, my God, I would have flipped for Pedro <laughs> Alvarez. So sure. I just I right now, would I trade Bart for Mize? Yeah, probably. Probably I would. But at the same time. In four years, five years, I don't want to mess with the the dominoes that these weird ass baseball gods have set up. <laughs> totally fair. That's totally fair. It's just something that crossed my mind. I will say this: um, if my Mariners could go back in time and uh, lose just one of the last three games to get Steven Strasburg and Dustin Ackley, that DeLorean <laughs> would be there in a hurry. But that's I true. do under I do understand that this is much fresher, and it's Pablo Sandoval. I mean, that's that's. That's got to play into the factor as well. It's nice to see someone like Pablo Sandoval succeed, but man, that that'll be a, if if Mize has a great career and Bart has a, a a lackluster career, I can't see him being a huge bust just because of the positional value. But that'll be something people go back in time and look mm -hmm. at, I think, or vice versa. Like maybe if Casey Mize is just a, a back end starter, maybe Pablo Sandoval gave them their their next Buster Posey it, it's amazing that one swing of the bat has that much influence on a franchise either way it's funny yeah you're right either way it's funny and like there's no reason for Pablo Sandoval to be on that team like the, right. the that team did not need a Pablo Sandoval back from you know <laughs> back from the dead from the Red Sox and he was there and he hit the home oh it's funny stuff funny stuff it, it really is and and speaking of funny stuff or maybe uh we're gonna do something that's so Grant and I, we're going to talk about our Twitter again. We both like something called a spoonerism and a, a spoonerism for, I'm not going to give you the exact definition of it. It's basically taking the letters from the first name and the last name or anything else and reversing them. And Grant and I think they're funny. I think Grant thinks they're funny anyway, because he does them a lot. Um, I certainly think they're funny. Uh, I, I'm a, a bit of a weirdo. I have to say like, I, I like doing backwards talk quite a bit too. Like I called it Zenitrem Radga instead of Edgar Martinez for a very, very long time. And Tony Romo was Omar. Why not for me for a very long time as well. That's, that's just the, the weirdo in me, I guess, but it's something that I have always found fun. So we're going to do a spoonerism draft and there are two rules for this. The first rule is there are no rules. The second <laughs> rule is that you can't do anything that would make something naughty. And I'm going to give Grant the first pick in the 2021 circling the bases spoonerism draft. Yeah, and just to set up how broken my brain is with this, like it, my my wife will be yelling at my 12-year-old daughter about not doing, you know, her math homework <laughs> and I'll lean over and go, "Half homework." You know, like 
<laughs> it's just it, my brain is broken and my whole family knows it. Um, but I, I'm honored with the first pick. I'm going to go uh, with someone who's retired. Uh, but at the same time, I just love the Spoonerism. I don't know why. It's a, it's just evocative. It's Matt Caps, And so Matt Caps is a, a middle reliever for, you know, many years, just like a nondescript middle reliever. And his Spoonerism is cat maps. And I, why does the cat have a map? Is it a map to cats? Is it a cat like an adventurer explorer cat? Uh, I want to know more about cat maps. I, I like that pick a lot. It wasn't one that crossed my mind, but I can definitely understand why it would be your first overall pick. Um, <laughs> mine, I'm going back a little while uh, and I'm going with a failed prospect. And, you know, it's technically a, a PG term, but it, it you know, it, it's not the most mature thing. But Gooky Dawkins being Dookie Gawkins is Ooh. something that has made me laugh for a very, very long time. Um, I always have always said as well that if you could combine Gooky Dawkins and Jimmy Gobble, uh, you could get Gooky Gobble, which would be the greatest name in the history of not just baseball, but just overall of all time. But uh, it's not as uh, a pliable as cat maps, but but I do feel confident having Gooky uh, Dookie Gawkins on my roster. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, at some point, I had to have compl- uh, contemplated that. I just don't remember it. So it was like a shock to me. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, you could you pick second as well. I, I We should have done uh, some sort of serpentine thing, but snakes scare me. So you can go with the second pick as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. I am going to go uh, with someone who I don't know if he should be in the Hall of Fame. I would not be upset if he were on, in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go Dale Murphy uh, just because male Durfee. I don't know why it's 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 evocative for some reason. Just just male yeah. Durfee and you know Durfee male, you know Durfee comma male. It's not that funny. I just like no. it. It's, it's got a good sound to it. It's it's got it's got something going for it. I like it a lot. Male male Durfee will be definitely be one that I'm using at some point to someone who has absolutely no interest in me doing it to them. But it, <laughs> I enjoy it a lot. I hate that my second pick is very cliche because it's probably the most common one you see, but. I got to go with Garrett Cole to, to carry mm. goal. It, it's, it's, it's somewhat um, something that you can see the, the goal of getting the carrots. You can have the carrots be actual carrots, or we could be talking about diamonds. We could be talking about that being like a world series ring, but carrot goal, anytime you can get a name and my third pick, I'll give a spoiler does kind of the same thing. Um, anytime you can get that combination, I, I think you're doing really well in a spoonerism draft, which is definitely a real thing. <laughs> which is definitely a real thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. So now I've got to pick in. I'm going to not pick this, but I do want to point out that Sam Miller once told me that uh, what he likes, he doesn't just like spoonerisms. He's next level, right? He's brighter than, okay. than both of us put together. Right. Oh, uh, gosh, he likes yeah. the, he, he likes the, the players who have spoonerisms that describe them. So he liked Rod Beck because you know, the spoonerism is bod wreck. And so he, <laughs> yes. he, he looks for these players and I just don't have the patience for that because that's too next level. That's too chess. I just, you know, I shove uh backgammon pieces up my nose. I can't play. Seven <laughs> chess like that, so. No, I, um, I like that a lot. That's that. Oh, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go my favorite. This would have been my number one pick, but I had a feeling he might last. Uh, a first round draft pick in the 2020 draft. Uh, he is a man of our times, the most important spoonerism we have. It is Zach Veen. 
Zach Veen of the Rockies. His Spoonerism <laughs> is vaccine. And bless oh, his heart, yes. he is what we need in these troubled times. So vax up, everybody, because Zach Veen is, is my favorite Spoonerism going right now. Dang, that is really good. And that is, you know what else is nice is he's also one of the best fantasy prospects in baseball now that he's, uh, <laughs> especially in Coors Field now, to be yes. to be able to play in there. But that's, that is... That's why I had you on the show. I mean, I could have done this with, uh, you know, I could have had Jeff Passan on the show to do this and, and it, it just wouldn't have been, I don't think Jeff Passan would actually return my, my direct messages, but it, there's definitely a reason I picked you. My third, um, I, you may have seen on Twitter that I talk a lot about uh, Mitch Hanniger hit manager, but the actual hmm. spoonerism is hitch manager. And, you know, I think that's, could be a real job. It, I, when I think of a hitch manager, I think of somebody who is uh opening those uh, doors for horses. You know what I'm talking about? Somebody okay. who's coming okay. in and letting those out. And and uh, Hitch Manager is just letting those horses run around. And I could see Mitch Haniger having a horse. I mean, it, it's not uh, it's not out of the question. So so that's why I go with, with Mitch Haniger. It, it's and, something that could look good on a business card. A Hitch a Manager, really you know? Good. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly or, it. I, I do. Go ahead. Or as a way to describe a hitting coach. So maybe if he's a hitting yeah. coach in the future, he's Mitch Haniger, hitch manager, you know? Yeah, I, I, I have been calling him Mitch Haniger, hit manager for quite some time. I did find out uh, from a buddy of mine that I have missed Mitch Haniger, pitch damager, which is way better than what I've been doing. Um, I like that. I, but I, I will say I have also called his homers Haniger helpers, and I don't think anything can <laughs> actually be better than that. So with that silliness out of the way, that's going to do it for us. Grant, what would you like to promote, good sir? Uh, you know, right now I am doing a podcast, lots of podcasts. Uh, they all come out on Thursday, which makes me think, oh, God, I just <laughs> I just I just aided the competition. No, no, no. I, oh, uh, the okay. The Athletic Baseball Show, uh, it's it's a show that has different hosts on different days. You've got Ken Rosenthal one day. You've got Jason Stark and Doug Glenville another day. You've got uh, uh, this Keith Law guy, uh, Derek Van Ripper, another day. Uh, but then it's it's myself with Hunter Pence, which is funny to think about. It's just a, it's a, it's been a strange uh, last 10 years for me. Uh, but I definitely encourage you. We just talk about baseball. He gets like really over caffeinated and loves talking about baseball and it comes That's through. So I, I would, I would really encourage you to, to listen to that instead I of this. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say we'll, we'll probably be editing two things out that last thing you said. <laughs> uh, uh, we don't, we don't mind uh, if you have uh, some, promotional stuff but we will edit out your reference to effectively wild even though you didn't mean to do it we will be editing that portion out but uh, fair enough, fair enough. so that's going to do it for us i want to thank grant again for taking part we will have a special guest again next thursday but this thursday we're going to be doing a live twitch stream featuring me drew silva and dj short and that will be a lot of fun if you do have to miss that you will be able to hear that show in normal podcast form on friday you can follow Grant on Twitter at Grant Brisby. You can follow me at Crawford underscore MILB. So thanks again. Please rate the show if you have the opportunity to do so and stay safe. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.